This is the History of the World podcast with me, Chris Hasler. And this is the History of the World podcast, unscripted. unscripted episode of the History of the World podcast. The podcast is having a short break while we're preparing new episodes and a new volume of podcasts, which will be volume three. It should start maybe in a couple of months, maybe in December, that's the aim. And the first subject that we will be talking about will be the Achaemenid Persians, and it's already shaping up to be a very interesting story. I'm very excited to be presenting these new episodes when they come out. However, of course I would be, wouldn't I? Because uh, everything about history excites me, so I would be excited to be presenting it. But I think you will enjoy the new content as well. This week we're going to be doing a unscripted episode which will be about Homo Luzonensis. Now, this won't be a comprehensive guide to Homo Luzonensis, but it will just be a short introduction to Homo Luzonensis because it was named in April of this year, this year being 2019. And subsequently, that means that it wasn't featured in the first volume of the podcast, which ended back in 2018. So we did not have knowledge of this as an individual species and this has come out in the news since volume one so this will serve as a bit of an addendum um, a bit of an unofficial addendum if you like to volume one so let's talk about Homo luzonensis what it is and why we know about it now so the target for this week's discussion is the Philippines which is an island archipelago in Southeast Asia and it's very near to Indonesia so in terms of talking about migrations and previous references we are talking about that area of the world which was the subject of the migration into Australasia so when we were discussing that back in volume one we were talking about Homo floresiensis as a part of that story so we're really targeting the story of that migration and that era in human development. So when we talk of Homo floresiensis, we talk of a species of human which we believed became indigenous to the island of Flores in Indonesia. And we also believe that this species experienced something called island dwarfism, which we've discussed a number of times during the podcast this is when a species becomes endemic to an island and that island is cut off from everywhere else and that the species is allowed to reduce in size due to a limit of resources and a lack of predators so we believe that Homo floresiensis reduced in size as it evolved Now, initially, Floresiensis was believed to have been around, 
don't know, 15,000 years old. So we're talking about a very recent hominin that, uh, that expired, basically, after the Neanderthals. But that has now been debunked. We do believe that Floresiensis was no more recent than 50,000 years ago. So that historical timeline has been revised. And that's going to be significant to Luzonensis. Now, if we go back to 2007, a discovery of a metatarsal was made in a place called Calo Cave, which was in Luzon, which is a large island in the north of the Philippines. So it was very much in the heart of the Philippines in terms of where the population are. So Calo Cave the site of a discovery of a metatarsal which was dubbed Calo Man back in 2007. It's the discoveries that have been made since 2007 that have led to that metatarsal being categorised as belonging to Homo luzonensis. So originally it was believed to be a form of Homo sapiens, now it has been tentatively categorised as Homo luzonensis. Now, the archaeologist responsible for the original discovery in 2007 was a man called Armand Mijares, who was a Filipino archaeologist. However, uh, rather strangely, it, it appears that he, he had no idea that he'd even found human remains initially. So all of the stuff that he excavated from Kalal Cave he believed belonged to animals until an expert uh, contacted him and told him, you've found human remains. So that prompted Armand to go back to Kalal Cave in 2011. Now, since 2011, subsequent discoveries have been made, um, particularly of teeth, which point us towards there being a species of human living in and around this cave around 50 to 67,000 years ago. The interesting thing is that these teeth and indeed the metatarsal, if it is indeed related to the teeth, distinguish these humans from other human beings. So, for example, the teeth are significantly smaller than what we're used to seeing. And the metatarsal itself actually displays a curvature that we have not seen since animals such as the Australopithecines. Now, the significance of this means that maybe Homo luzonensis was a tree climber. And that's not necessarily to say that it never evolved to be on two feet. It's possible that it retrospectively began to climb trees in order to gather food. So it could have been like a, a sort of a back evolution, if you like. And this may, this is quite significant because it's, it makes it a totally different species. The smallness of the teeth means that it may have also been subject to island dwarfism. So we're once again talking about a small species of human and this is significant because we're dating this to a similar time to the Denisovans and to Homo floresiensis which means that 50,000 years ago the earth would have likely have been a place 
of the home of many different species of of hominin and we just don't know whether this is true or not but science is now pointing us in that direction so it's an absolutely fascinating discovery and really puts the philippines on the map of the archaeological world when it comes to anthropological discoveries now it's early days but i'm going to give you my opinion for what it's worth and it probably mirrors the opinion of many experts because i have to bow my head to those experts the ones who know exactly what they're talking about when it comes to this field but i think there could be a lot of credence in the theory that homo erectus migrated out of africa and that ultimately it evolved into those species that we recognize today as homo floresiensis and homo luzonensis and that ultimately it would be homo sapiens that would come along and supplant these human species and i believe that this was a common thing back in that era that homo sapiens likely supplanted uh, those species as it may have done with neanderthals and with denisovans which is why we are the only human species left on planet earth however as i say that and as i think we should celebrate what we have discovered and we should be very very proud of all the things that we've discovered in terms of human population and migration and evolution i do also believe that we know so little i would suggest it's a bit like having a 500 piece jigsaw puzzle but we only have around about 20 of the pieces so we're having to speculatively summarize these these species and and try and put them in some kind of order and in some kind of relationship with each other and i think that we're speculating at best so this story about homo erectus migrating from africa and ultimately evolving to become luzonensis and floresiensis we really don't have a lot of foundation for that it's really like sort of joining the dots and that's it really there's so many gray areas and so much that could be brought into question and it is not out of the question that a further discovery anywhere somewhere random could absolutely throw that theory right back in the air again so that for that that's the reason why i believe that we know so little about human evolution on the face of it i'll give you an example on the face of it australopithecines appear to be the direct ancestor of humans however now that has been brought into question and australopithecines are thought perhaps to be a cousin of the direct ancestor of humans because of previous discoveries such as Sailanthropus and Aurorin that point us in the direction of, a, of another possibility so we really do know so little but however let's be honest with you it's absolutely fascinating a fascinating discovery and it just leaves you yearning to learn more but that's basically the story of Homo luzonensis as we know it now this year it was named officially and those fossils that have been discovered in Luzon in the Philippines in Kalal Cave are now classified as Homo luzonensis until we find out more and of course if you want to find out more 
in by all means research online there's a lot of material online and uh, it's thanks to that material that's online that i'm able to present this brief summary so thank you very much for listening and uh, hopefully we know where that sits in the anthropological jigsaw at this moment in time so we can add that as an addendum to the information of volume one okay in other news in the podcast we now refer back to the youtube channel the study of antiquity and the middle ages by nick barksdale it's the site that actually makes videos of the history of the world podcasts episodes among others as well i'll, I'll hasten to add uh, it's not just my material that is used nick barksdale uses a lot of material from a lot of sources however what we've noticed is that one video in particular about the religion of ancient canaan and phoenicia has proved to be particularly popular with the YouTube audience with over 100,000 views and subsequently what Nick has done is he's, uh, he's made a video for the religion of ancient Egypt so that was episode 18 of volume 2 so he's made a new video and that represents now the 8th YouTube video of a history of the world podcast episode so we'll see how that one gets on but as ever if you want to see any of the youtube videos or explore the other material on the study of antiquity in the middle ages youtube channel then just click through on the links particularly the one in the interact section of the history of the world podcast website now i also went book shopping today and uh, I picked up a couple of lovely books, um, particularly around the subject of the history of the modern nation of Iran and also uh, the classical world, particularly in respect of ancient Greece and the Romans. Now, this wouldn't be possible without your donation, so I thank you for those of you who have donated and if you want to donate to the podcast and help to keep it going and make future podcasts as good as possible then head on over to the patreon page for the history of the world podcast the link can be found at the website and sign up for a monthly donation you will become a member of the history of the world podcast illuminati as have our new members this week we have Day Khan, we have Daniel Lucia, and we have Jim McSpirit, all new members of the History of the World podcast Illuminati. And with your help, thank you very much, I can purchase new study materials for the podcast and make Volume 3 even better and even more comprehensive. So thank you and welcome to the History of the World podcast Illuminati. As ever, if you enjoy the show, please don't hesitate to rate and review it wherever you pick up your podcast. So let's do a very quick wrap-up then. I was contacted this week by Holger Fiallo, who puts uh, that he would like me to focus on the history of human DNA and our interaction with other humans that are no longer around, how we left Africa and ended up having Neanderthal DNA, how, as we move away from Africa, our skin colour changed and the mistake people make thinking different skin colours are a people. 
Thanks for the email, Holger. That was very much in response to the fact that I was asking what you wanted to hear during these uh, discussion podcast episodes that that um, go away from the mainstream podcast series. And I think it's a very interesting subject. I think most of what we already know, I did cover in episodes 10 and 11 of the History of the World podcast and uh, how we interacted with the Neanderthals and how we ended up with Neanderthal DNA. Certainly those human societies that live outside of Africa are the ones that ended up with Neanderthal DNA. And I think I sort of covered that quite well in episodes 10 and 11. The reality is we just don't really know too much about it. Uh, Skin colour, I think I only really briefly touched upon this when looking at pre-dynastic Egypt and some of the artwork there which suggests potential differences in skin colour there but in terms of skin colour evolution I didn't really cover it I didn't think I I knew enough to be an authority on the subject and during the ancient period and and I think you raise a very good point Holger um, during the ancient period I've deliberately avoided the subject of skin colour because it's such a controversial subject and I've and I've very much noticed this on YouTube is that people are almost hanging on the sheer mention of skin colour to use it in an ethnocentric manner against other people and, and I really don't I don't appreciate that kind of reaction to uh, history. I think history is something that's there to be enjoyed and something to enhance your knowledge and understanding of human society, it's not there to be used as a weapon against other people in arguments. Um, so really, I'm not interested in exacerbating that debate. But I think, you know, there is a place for that discussion. I think it is very much a part of uh, human evolution. I think we should be able to be relaxed enough to discuss it without any stigma. So. A wonderful email, Holger, and I thank you for that indeed. Thank you once again for Brian Chase to, for pointing out that the download link on the website for episode 30 was incorrect, and uh, Brian has proved to be a valuable proofreader for the download links on the website, so thank you. And if anyone ever spots any errors with the website, please do let me know so that I can correct it as quickly as possible. Okay, so we're going to just quickly run through the um, podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is something we do once a month. So let's just quickly run through them. Uh, Thank you very much to Chickadee2010 from the United States of America for the review. Best History Podcast just started listening about a month ago. A well-organised and researched, easy to understand and follow One of the best podcasts I've heard. Chris's accent is wonderful and his presentation is excellent. I like how he presents what's known and how, why it's known and what other possibilities there are. I'm from the US but am currently travelling in Spain. Great for listening on trains and planes. I know this is a lot of work and it's greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, Chickadee. Moving on. Um, Vinnie Gitt from the United States of America has put great, great, great podcast. As an American truck driver, I'm on the road seven days a week from Monday through Friday. I can easily occupy my mind with internet radio and current events, but there's little of that to be had over the weekend. So I do a little BBC, a little national public radio and lots of podcasts. I love 
the history of, of English and have binge listened the history of Rome three times. Of the podcast, yours is my favourite, and I'm sure I will go through it again as you uh, after you finish. Well, we're a long way from the finish, I must admit. So I think you know we could we could we could have multiple hundreds of episodes by the time we finish the podcast. Um, hopefully that will be the case if we're going to continue this comprehensive guide then I think you know maybe it could even be four to five hundred podcasts before we're finished so but thank you very much for the review it's much appreciated hello Sarah from the United States of America has written I am absolutely in love with this podcast I just finished episode eight so I'm way behind but I heard the criticism of reverb intros and please God, I hope you don't stop doing them. I love them, they make me smile. I'm starting episode nine now, so I guess I'm fixing to find out. Um, yeah, well, we held a poll um, because it, it did come under criticism once or twice, the uh, the voice of God, and it proved to be far more popular than it, uh, than it is uh, for, the, for it to be removed. So we're keeping them, I'm afraid. So I'm sorry for those of you who don't like them, but we're keeping them. And uh, that's thanks to the opinion of the listeners of the podcast. Kent Park Street from Australia wrote, Excellent and getting better all the time. Fills in many gaps in my knowledge and entertaining me at the same time. Thank you very much, Kent. Uh, Fire and Fuel from the United States of America wrote, One of the best history podcasts out there. It's well-researched, well-presented, comprehensive and objective. I find Chris's accent adds to the experience, particularly while driving. In addition, Chris explores fascinating insights and some of what and some of the what-ifs that make history fascinating. Definitely start with Volume 1, Prehistory. Thank you so much. And then finally, we've got um, a four-star Rating from Jason Reyes from the United States of America who's put nice podcast but had to skip the three episodes on the spread of Homo sapiens because of the way he says sapien. I just couldn't do it. Well, look, oh, look this is the, the difference between this is I can't help being English. I can't help where I was born. You know, we we tend to say Homo sapiens on this side of the Atlantic, and uh, I'm aware that. It's common to say Homo sapiens in other countries and and other accents. So um, you know, let, let's just embrace our differences. You know, it's, it's it's great to find out what other people say, and it's quite interesting. You know, like especially uh, metallurgy. You know, over the other side of the pond, we we constantly hear it being called metallurgy. It's just one of those things. I'm afraid it's a difference in pronunciation, and when we look into it it's quite interesting to see how it came by but um you know i know I, I i sort of know where you're coming from it can be annoying to hear the same uh what sounds like a mistake over and over again but it's just a difference in accents and dialects so um sorry about that but still um thank you so much for the high rating and it's much appreciated so anyone who hasn't rated and reviewed the podcast please go and do so now and uh we'll um we'll endeavor to read all of them out and as a thank you for your time in writing it anyway that's it for this week uh next week i don't know i haven't got any plans for next week so it'll be interesting to find out what i come up with over the course of the week to talk about next week but thank you so much for listening this week don't forget to jump onto the discussion forum and give me your opinion 
of Homo Luzonensis and what all the big fuss is about and uh, what you think the story is because there's so many gaps to fill in everyone's opinion will be interesting and relevant so don't feel like because you have a lack of knowledge that your opinion isn't important I want to hear about it so please come and join in the discussion until next week everyone have a fantastic week and we'll speak again this time next week The History of the World podcast is available on many different podcast platforms. So please don't forget to rate and review us wherever you find us. Visit our website at historyoftheworldpodcast.com and email us at historyoftheworldpodcast at mail.com Support the podcast at Patreon by clicking the support the podcast link at our website and join us on social media at Facebook, Twitter and Tumblr.